This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Kim Zolciak Bierman's iconic new single, Wig. Wait, that's the song? Yeah, my wig, my wig, my wig. Yeah, my wig, my wig, yeah. What's funny, so there's no actual, she hasn't actually released the song. She's just played it from her phone, played it in her car, and then performed it, like, over the track live. Oh, no, she didn't perform it. She just, like, played it while she stood there in West Palm Beach or something. And sort of said, my wig, my wig, my wig. In Key West. In Key West, with her, like, entire family on stage. It was the fifth annual Stolen Key West Cocktail Contest. How dare you slander her. What did they have last year, I imagine? I think she was just there. I think she's always just there. She was just there last year, too. She was just there again. So Kim Zolciak has a song, a new song. This is the follow-up to Don't Be Tardy for the Party, etc. And it's just wig because she wears wigs on the show. She has a lot of wigs. And she's coming back at NeNe for saying that she has Party City wigs. Mm -hmm. NeNe made fun of her wigs on Watch What Happens Live a couple months ago and said that they were Party City wigs. (laughs) And Kim is here to tell you that, you know what? She's proud of her wigs, um, and she doesn't care if someone calls them Party City wigs. It's about pride is what it is. Because they are from Party City. (laughs) And thank you very much. No, I like this because I was saying this earlier, but Kim is um, utilizing the double meaning of the word wig now from that is from the gay community. Mm -hmm. But Kim, I mean, Kim has been wearing wigs very long time, even before there were gay people, you know? (laughs) Yes. One of the one of the lines in my wig, my wig, my wig. It's like get off. It's like you know, there's always like a kind of a background, like a background robot in these songs. Like yeah, none of it's her it's, voice, it's but her then the background. It's like that adds the she the background the background robot in this song goes get off my wig, get off my <laughs> get like, off my wig. Like you're standing on my wig. Yeah, like get off my wig. I. <laughs> Okay, just also to be fair, again, we have not heard the full release song yet. We've not heard the final song yet. There's no evidence that there even is a final song. She really needs to get off my wig and release the single, honestly. You will drive it. Yeah, yeah, they want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Come on, come on. Hey. I want to be famous. Okay, so welcome to another episode of This Is Not A Westworld Podcast. This is episode four of This Is Not A Westworld Podcast. Um, I love that West. Uh, this Is Not A Westworld Podcast episode four covers Westworld season two, episode eight. I mean, we're we're nothing if not on our own path. And I think if you watch Westworld, you'll understand that. You could relate to being on your own path and being sort of, yeah. Uh, stuck in the maze. Very separate, stuck. Always trying to figure things out, always feeling a sense that you are alone. Um, or surrounded by other people. We wouldn't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure yet, is what I'm trying to say to you. So, what happened on last night's Westworld? Why are you asking me for any particular reason? Maybe because no, I'm just asking, you shirked I'm just your asking duties? because I'm just asking because I wanted you to tell me about what happened on last night's Westworld because it was all about the, uh, the, uh, the ghost nation. Did you watch? The indigenous. Yes, I did watch. You did watch. Okay. Yes, I did watch. <laughs> well, I shamed you. Um, 
I also watched, I fell asleep about three quarters of the way through. So what I can tell you really is from the beginning part of the episode. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was very good. Um, the We kind of got a backstory into the uh, the like indigenous peoples of Westworld. Like that uh, one guy. The one guy and uh, the Ghost Nation, which I never knew they were called Ghost Nation. I did. But apparently everyone knew this. I yeah, I was calling that. them Ghost Guys. Go- I was getting close to it, but go- and, the ghosts. And, and so we sort of followed him, I couldn't tell you his name, on his own journey to figure out what was, you know, uh, at the center of the maze. And how he's also very, you know, he's enlightened in the same way Maeve is enlightened, you know? Well, he's like, he he knows something. He went through it. He found it on a different path, though, which is interesting. Yeah, he found his own path, but but, but they're both similarly enlightened now. Yes, but also I thought it was nice of Westworld to do a thing that I feel like a lot of shows don't do, which is they, like, actually provided an answer as to where all those mazes came from. It's like he drew them all. Right, he drew them all. Yeah, he that was him. He even drew the ones inside the heads. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. No, I didn't notice so that. So he was the one who was putting the maze in people's heads so that, like, I guess they could find them or something. The the, the hosts have known about this shit for longer than we realized, basically. Well, because he had never been rebooted. He's like um, he's like when you f- open your, dr- your junk drawer and you find, like, the original iPod. And you're like, I still have this? And then you, like, <laughs> turn it on. And it's like, yeah, you never updated my software. <laughs> yeah, and the, the scroll wheel still scrolls. It actually spins. There's, like, a it little sand spins. in there, but it still spins. Like, you can still mm-hmm. hear, you know, what you were listening to in 2000 and when, I don't know when the iPod Like, like you, lost, you lost your Firewire cable, though, so that sort of sucks. Well, you can't, you can't charge really do it, anything of course. With it. Do you know how many things really... I have that I can't charge because I just lost the cable? That's most of the things I have. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my uh, secret to you just now is that I actually didn't watch the episode. I just wanted to see how. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see how far I could contribute to this is not a Westworld podcast without having watched it. And apparently, you can talk about Westworld all you want without even watching Wait, the episode. I can't believe you just pulled a stunt. I just pulled a stunt, Lindsay. Well, I just last pulled a night stunt. I was like, Bobby, are you, Bobby, you better watch Westworld. And he was like, no, I'll watch it tomorrow. And like, you'll tell me what happened. And I was like, well, if I have to fucking watch it, you have to fucking watch it. This is how this works. I usually watch Westworld on Mondays. Wow. It's like having, it, wow, you. I really did think that you'd watched it. Yeah, I know. That's So I proved my point, which did is you, that you don't have to watch Westworld. All I did, let me tell you what I did. All I did was read headlines of Westworld recaps. I didn't even read the Westworld recaps. <laughs> I just read the headlines, and one this of them was... This is officially the worst podcast with a podcast, because soon it's just going to be me not watching and you not watching, <laughs> and then us trying to trick each other into talking about Westworld. Let's leave Westworld and and go over to uh, Ross World, um, and see what's happening with Ashley Simpson. Ross, I was like, who Ross World? Ross World, um, like Ross Ross World. Okay, uh, Ross. one of my Ashley Simpson cuspy them just because of name recognition and like all mm-hmm. the stuff she's pulled, and also all they're the coming stuff back. She's pulled. Also, her mother in law. Well, but no one knows that's her mother in law. People know. No one knows. No one knows. Is that one of the 25 things you don't know about me? No one my knows. Mother-in-law my mother-in-law is Diana Ross. No one knows. 
Um, no, but she had so many insane sounding 25 things that I pulled out like four of them. It's a good one. I didn't see I this until read. you found it. Um, it's, it's a really good 25 it's things. It's kind of like disconnected from reality, much like um, Westworld. <laughs> oh, I thought you just meant Ashley oh, yeah, Simpson. Ashley Simpson. I think Ashley Simpson, um, this is not a judgment, but I think she was so traumatized by the parts of her life when she was famous that mm-hmm. now she kind of is more of like, she's just very um, subdued. Oh, you know her. what? I did see this over the weekend because uh, Dan tweeted number 17, which is my most embarrassing moment was probably SNL. And he added, we all knew that, Ashley. Right. Like, it's great because somebody somebody definitely said, what's your most embarrassing moment? And she's like, oh, like the moment that everyone knows me for and duh, obviously. The but hoedown. that wasn't my favorite. So the best is that you, when you read these, you can tell the process by which they get the 25 things, which is they ask these like form questions and they hope that when you answer them, you don't sound like you're answering a form question. But right. Ashley sounds like she's answering a, fo- a form question. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to number four. My secret obsession is my kids. But that's not really a secret. <laughs> well, I'd hope not. <laughs> I also love, I mean, it, it really is, this is all proving your point, With it's like she's repeating the question at the beginning of everything, and they didn't, and they didn't erase that. Like, no. they could have edited that out. But it's Number like, hey, what's is... your favorite thing in your closet? Out of everything, Mike, what, <laughs> what's the one thing in your closet you couldn't live without, Ashley? And so she says in number three, of everything that's in my closet, I couldn't live without my bags. I have a good collection of bags. Right. And you can tell she just answered my bags. And the <laughs> bet my favorite is number five, which is not an answer. It just says, I probably have weird habits, but I just don't know them because they're weird, right? That's not an answer. <laughs> right. Right? What did they respond? I mean, obviously, Us Weekly didn't say anything to write. They just probably said, yeah, yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of sounds like that Ashley has spent the last, like, 10 years reading only, like, Parade Magazine and those uh, signs you get when you're on vacation that are like, drink wine and uh, the rest is history. You know, like, those signs. Because number... Okay. You combined... <laughs> no. <laughs> Number you combine tw- a whole lot of signs into that sign. <laughs> Number 22 is a quote that I live by is to, quote, enjoy life and be happy, quote. <laughs> you know, the great Nietzsche quote, enjoy life and be happy. That's not even. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not even not a, a quote. quote. That's not a quote, Ashley. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. you. I think that, she's You could been... paint that on shiplap. If you can't paint it on shiplap, it's not a quote. And then number 23 is, this is wild because Ashley Simpson. She gets it wrong. I don't think that she's, like, looked at a computer in a while or anything, looked at anything for that matter, aside from her beautiful children, Bronx and Jagger. Number 23 is, I relax on days off by Netflix and chilling. So she heard the term and thought it was literal it, and she didn't heard realize the it term was a meme. from four years ago, thought it was literal, which I'm kind of thinking in Ashley's defense that Netflix and chill has come so far from where we started that it now that means circled back. It now means actually watching Netflix. It's and been desexualized. Out. It's deep. It's been desexualized. It's straight up. I, I watch Netflix and I chill. Unless she spends her days off fucking her husband, Diana Ross's son, which she might, which she probably I, does too. Two, two, two numbers that I love. Um, Number where did it go? Number ten. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I love number ten because of it's sandwiched because it's sandwiched between nine and eleven. Nine is my go-to karaoke song is "Love Is a Battlefield." Eleven is I love kitten heels right now. They're easy to walk in. But then between them, she goes, "I would never jump out of an airplane." <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I would never jump out of an airplane. I'm and number telling 25, you, it's very clear that this is one of our, this is, let's say this is Westworld. This is like the map to the inside of 25 things you don't need to know about me. You do need to know about me. I guess. I guess. Oh, you didn't watch it last Maybe. night, so you didn't even know. Look, how many times do we have to go over it? It doesn't matter if you didn't watch it. What I will I'm just say, saying, number somebody's 25. Somebody's enlightened and somebody isn't, and we're finding out the answers. What I will say is that I want to know what Ford deleted from the database or whatever. He didn't. Because number 25, number 25 has brackets, has very sus brackets. It says, the nicest thing a fan has sent me is probably brackets scrapbooks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What did she say in place what of scrapbooks? What did she describe a scrapbook as? How did she say scrapbooks? I'm sorry. Did she not know what a scrapbook was? So she tried to explain what one was and they and Us Weekly was like, scrapbooks. It's probably, you know, those things, those like binders that have things inside them. Like you know, with pictures glued and collected and, tickets. and then you save it. The Yo. nicest thing a fan has sent me is probably brackets, scrapbooks. We need um, somebody who works at us. We could leak us this uh, transcript. We need the transcript. We're going to need to see what Ashley Simpson thought a scrapbook was. Yeah. How did she refer to a scrapbook? Wait, I'm sorry. Brackets, scrapbook. That's also just, you can't just take the only thing, the like, it's supposed to support the words around it, not just be the word is your bracket. Right. Bra- scrapbook. Um, Bracket, scrapbooks. Scrap. Wait, that's like my new favorite really thing is, is scrapbooks and brackets. Brackets, scrapbooks. Brackets, scrapbooks. Um. Moving on to um, brackets, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. I they, <laughs> they Lindsay what? Lindsay wrote Lindsay put all these links to like vaguely relation like who we relationship issues that have been recently covered in Us Weekly, um, and labeled all these links collectively as these are all something, but maybe not anything. I mean, and that's I think how that's I a felt really good way. Them. It's a really good way of describing all these things because they're something, but they might not be anything. Well, and, like, um, it doesn't excite me to dwell. And so when I see, like, you know, new news about somebody we've already talked about, I'm kind of like, okay, these ugh. are something, but not anything. And yeah, then I we click and I read. We can't really spend a lot of read. time on them. No. And so we have, you know, but Nick Jonas. A group. Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra walked through an airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillary Duff is pregnant with Carly Rae Jepsen's ex-boyfriend's baby. Which I love. Amazing, right? This guy, mm-hmm. love him. I guess she like settled things with her neighbor. Or we just forgot about it, even though I have not forgotten about it. Okay. So. Well, I assume I. Well, the guys also the guy's name is Matthew Coma. We didn't say his name. Um, I assume that what happened was that they got her lawyer was like, you can't do this <laughs> anymore. Like you. Her have lawyer to stop was doing like, this. this guy's rich, and if he sues yeah. you, you could I actually lose money I think her lawyer was like, don't stop. Well, just also stop. now it's funny because maybe we have an an answer to why she was actually really mad about this because she was pregnant and maybe you, <gasps> you know, know you, what you get a you little know what? you get a you're little you're probably right mm-hmm. you're probably right also it just like it, the last thing you want is as a noisy neighbor to begin with but especially if you're trying to get sleep you're trying to stay un, right. like, non-stressed you're a little you know you're a little just 
tense. And the smoke, that also explains why she's really mad about the smoke. You're a little nauseous. Yeah, I know. You're a little nauseous. So do we have anything else about Matthew Coma? He is a musician. Yes. Um, He co-wrote... Uh, some Zed songs, um, and he also has produ- co- I mean, honestly, you who know? has a- I I co-wrote a Zed song. Also, Everyone's co-written a Zed song. Do you know what he produced? What song he helped produce? Which Your one? favorite song, "Life's About to Get Good." Oh, life's about joy. Life's about pain. Life's about to get good. I love that song. It's the uh, Shania Twain song before she was canceled. Before she did, well, she get uncanceled. I yeah, feel like we, she got renewed. You renewed her. <laughs> I feel like she got renewed. So, yeah, she's season two, season 1000. I don't know. What what yeah. season is she on? Um, he dated Carly Jepsen, as I said, the most, probably the most important thing about him and the most important thing he'll ever do in his entire life is date Carly Jepsen for more mm-hmm. than a year in 2013. Um, what else? He loves his goddaughter. Okay, that's so boring. Who cares? Um, and uh, number five on the list of five things to know about uh, Matthew Coma on E! News is Matthew and Hillary's future looks bright. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. That's not a thing. <sighs> They're having okay, a Okay, what else happened? Oh, your faves got engaged. Um, Jackson, Brittany. Shout out. I don't talk about Vanderpump Rules a lot on this podcast. This is not a Vanderpump Rules podcast. If oh, it was, yeah. Not even in a joke quit. way. I know. I would quit. Um, but the two lead characters who were like the main focus of season, whatever the last season was, I don't know, like a thousand. Six. Because seven's coming up. <laughs> right. Because they were like looking forward they to season like, seven on all seven, their Instagram. Season seven, season seven, season seven. So the couple that uh, he cheated on her for like the thousandth time with another person, there were like mm-hmm. recordings and it was very drama and they broke up and she was miserable and everybody was like, wow, this is miserable. Anyways, guess what? They're engaged, which is like kind of a bittersweet thing for the VP community, the pump heads, because, you know, it's like we love added drama and more stuff, but we also hate this man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hate him. Right. We hate him. And so next season's going to be a nightmare because he'll probably cheat on her again. Related. So while we were on Us Weekly, actually, it's not related. It's only related in the fact that in in the sense that it was also news on Us Weekly. Mm-hmm. I clicked on a headline that says, you'll never believe what Chloe Grace Moretz uses to wash her face. And <laughs> I hate those headlines. They're always for like their style offshoot. And it's always like water. It's always. So- well, it's always spawn. It's just spawn, right. spawn, 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 right. spawn, spawn. Um, but it's just obvious. It's like, I would so, believe that. Okay, but this was actually sort of surprising. Can you guess what Chloe Grace Moretz uses to wash her face? Well, I just guess soap. Is it not soap? Is it It's not soap. Trash? You would believe that. You would believe soap. Yeah, but I don't believe these headlines. Okay, what is it? Rocks? Hey? You get one more guess. Matcha tea? No. But oh, that's a really nice, that's a really smart direction you went in, Lindsay. Thank that's you. A good, Thank that's you. a good... You gave it an uh, an honest try. Okay, what? No, olive oil. Oh, fuck. Who fucking... Come and on. And she says, simplicity is key for me. Chloe, how is that simple? <laughs> it's literally like the most complicated thing ever. Use some normal soap like a normal person. All right. I don't want to talk about that anymore. So uh, this also update, uh, Jeremy Meeks, the hot felon and his uh, Topshop heiress girlfriend had a baby. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Of course I knew that. They named it Jaden. Jaden? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, his ex-wife, Melissa Meeks, she threw a divorce party the same week or about the same time. Um, and I really liked this uh, excerpt from the press release. It says, quote, <laughs> known for her open format style. Not sure what that means. Isn't that like a kitchen? 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's the Chip and Joanna Gaines love open format style. So known for her open format style and her dynamic vers- versatility. Oh, it's spelled wrong. It says versality. versality. And then they put a sick in because it's spelled wrong. DJ K the Riot will set the mood for Meek's new single life with an electrifying performance. Can't well, that's great. I don't Dynamic know why. Versality. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what they even think. Like, it obviously makes no sense. Like, it this doesn't make any sense. Known for open format style and her dynamic versality, that doesn't mean anything. What do they think it means? I don't even Maybe know. Maybe it's what written they think in a different language, and we just don't know. I don't know. Who even knows where this party was? I think it was Vegas, <laughs> and like why we're doing this. I don't know. It's very miserable, and I guess we should move well, on. We do know that party party promoters like you make a lot of money by. By headlining a party. so By misspelling versatility in your press release. Okay. Next news bit. Blip. Tinsley Mortimer. Oh, I love this story. Tinsley Mortimer, uh, Housewives current, but also just like a classic New York figure. Google her in case you haven't. She's amazing. Her mm-hmm. ex-husband, whose name is literally Topper. Topper, mm-hmm. who is the heir to the United Oil. Um, United Oil. Standard Oil, I Standard thought. Oil. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the Standard Oil money right he got remarried to someone um and they have a kid uh and they got married and the best part is in the uh a lot of famous ish people attended their wedding they have a whole list it's like models and stuff but my favorite part of the write-up in the daily mail was this back-to-back these back-to-back paragraphs which i will now read for you After the ceremony, guests headed a few blocks uptown to Dorian's for the reception with the bride changing into a second Dolce & Gabbana look before putting on, sorry, before joining her betrothed at the bar favored by the alumni of Manhattan's private schools. It is also the bar that preppy killer Robert Chambers was at with his victim Jennifer Levin in 1986 before he strangled her in Central Park. Thank you, Daily Mail. Oh my God, Daily Mail. Is perfect. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. It goes, we went from a happy wedding at a bar called Dorian's to literally murder in 1986. Also, like, what location Whiplash. that's been open for more than 40 years in New York hasn't been, like, act one of a murder, you know? Oh, my God. And I just had whiplash from that <laughs> that sharp left. I mean, everywhere you go in New York is, like, a scene to, like, a crime it's or like, a murder. It's like so-and-so got dinner here, got ramen here before strangling someone so-and-so, like, oh, got a bag of duh. chips here before murdering a neighbor. I mean... All of these places, if they're open long enough, they've been the first act to an eventual murder. Right. So they went to a nice, classy place, a classic joint. And of course, somebody had been strangled there. Come on. Or nearly, or pre-strangled. Nearby. Pre-strangled. Nearby. A okay. pre-strangulation. This is getting dark. Dinner Speaking awful. Speaking of awful. dark. Let's go to another housewife. This is like a housewife episode. I hate yeah. it. But what's yeah. great about this episode when we talk about housewives is nothing we're talking about is happening on the actual housewives shows. We're talking That's about true. their real lives. Come to us for the real lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the real lives of the housewives. Speaking of housewives, real lives, we haven't checked in with our favorite, Teresa. We love her because she got out of jail recently and her husband went into jail. They literally switched mm-hmm. places. They in switched jail. places. They switched places. That's amazing. We st- mm-hmm. <laughs> still don't know how they figured that out. Um, and Bobby, tell us what Teresa was doing last weekend. Teresa was at a bodybuilding competition. Um, not only was she in a bodybuilding competition, she won third place. Third place? She won third place. 
Um, in the women's the forty plus to keep bikini the forty division. plus the forty plus, which not to shade that, but just to point out, you know, it's a particular age bracket. Okay, but, but you still, could argue three. that's harder. <laughs> oh you yeah, oh I bet I bet it is harder. harder. I bet it is harder. Right. Um. Anyway, what's if you would like to know what Teresa Giudice looks like as a bodybuilder? I mean, she looks like a bodybuilder. I don't know what better way to put it. She looks like a legit bodybuilder. Covered in fake tan, covered in baby oil, like the fakest, most disgusting tan you've ever seen. Um, and she's ripped. To she's be fully fair, ripped. Even when she wasn't like looking like this, I still she still has that bodybuilder gleam. I mean, this is a great look for her because she was already heading in this direction and then she went to yeah. jail and got to she didn't have to take care of her kids. She got to work out all the time. Mm-hmm. She literally was preparing for this in jail. I mean, she I mean, I know jail doesn't seem that fun, but it seems like Teresa went there with a mission and she accomplished it. Yeah, she she got a hobby while she was in jail, and it's turned into a nice little, I don't know, award-winning sponsorship opportunity. What can you get from this? Could she like promote a UFG gym? Could she start a UFC gym or something? Do you know how many protein powders are out there that Teresa could get her hands into? Her long (laughs) acrylic nails digging into. She's gonna start a CrossFit gym in New Jersey. I feel it. Um, and you know what? Oh my God! Perfect tie-in for the Jadice Pasta Shop. What's it called? Oh God! Uh, carbo loading. Ca- uh, pasta. What better pizza. place to carbo load? We saw. Than... We haven't even checked in on that place in a while. Is it still open? Melissa and Joe's Pasta Pizza Pasta. What's it called? <laughs> Melissa and Joe's Pasta Pizza. Melissa and Joe. Joe is Teresa's brother. Don't forget. And Melissa's her sister-in-law. Pasta Pizza Pasta. Oh, Gorga's homemade pasta and pizza. Is it open? There was drama. Oh, God, we there really was don't drama. like to check in on things we talk about once. No, we no. don't. It looks like there hasn't been an update since January. So, um, do we want to talk about Rachel Bloom? Yeah, it was weird. I still really don't know the. Deal it was with this. definitely. It was definitely not a gag. Okay, so last night the Tonys were on. Right. N- no one. The Tonys are like not good. Right. They're not our thing. It's also like, it's one of those things. It's just hard to see all the shows. Even you see a lot of plays, but you don't see Tony nominees. I don't see Tony nominees. You see a ton of plays, but you don't see Tony I see plays, but I, and I also find it very hard to watch the Tonys because, this is going to sound insane, because I see plays and they're usually really good. Are there, a lot of them are so good. I watch the Tonys and like, they're not even mentioned or like alluded to. Like if you watch the Tonys, you would think that there are like five musicals and five plays and they're all on Broadway and they all cost like $150 a ticket, if yeah. not Hamilton. You know, it's like. always been a thing about the Tonys. It's like, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very specific genre. It just sucks because um, I feel like the Oscars and the, and the Emmys, you can yeah, watch and you can get right. a good idea of what's, maybe not everything, but you can get a good idea of what's out there. And also, mm-hmm. you can watch any movie for, you know, $10. It's not, right. like, it's not limiting to only talk about certain movies because we all have access to all movies, right? right. And, and, like, the Tonys could easily broadcast all their plays on Broadway HD, but they don't because then it would prevent people from. It's like a, it's a tourist attraction, oh, right? It's like a New York economy. Well, like it's never going to change. You can't broadcast plays because there's no point. Because the point of seeing a play or going to a musical is seeing it. So mm-hmm. th- it goes against. It, it doesn't. It's not like there's a there's a solvable thing for this. It's just. It's just. It's just it's, frustrating it is it is. because it's like I'm we're watching. I'm watching the Tonys with my mom, and she's like, I gotta go see. Uh, 
Hamilton. Band. I gotta go see Donna Summer. I gotta go see the band. And I was like, yeah. you don't even. I was like, you actually. Don't. And then the plays, and then everything gets even more expensive when it wins the Tony. Right. So it's, it's whatever. We right. don't have to get into the economics whatever. of the Tony Awards. No, I sound like the like a theater snob. It's like I see but, plays that are like under thirty dollars. Like that's how I see theater in New York. It's great. But um, the Tonys are a big deal to like. Uh, some people, I don't know, like, like uh, gay Twitter is very into it. Like people who love Scott like people, Rudin, people love musical theater. I don't know, and you can you can see musicals by just like having the music, right? Like you can listen to the Mean Girls soundtrack sure. whenever you want to for free. So people get very passionate about it. Rachel Bloom is like a musical theater person who got successful and has a TV show off of it. Anyway, because she's like a musical theater person, she was backstage for CBS's like backstage part of their. Well, Rachel uh, Bloom broadcast. also she's the you didn't even get to the. Rachel Bloom is the star and creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the said. CW. You didn't even say, you just said she's just like said a, she's a, she's a, she's a musical theater. She's a musical theater on television. Yeah, but you don't even say but the yeah. name of the show. Like how are people supposed to, people supposed to know people anything? Knew. No, she's she's the star of the show, but what's in, what's why she's relevant to the Tonys is because the show is all music. So it's it's like essentially it's like a mini musical. She's writing mm-hmm. and creating these like original songs, which is honestly more than a lot of these fucking musicals on Broadway can say. Mm-hmm. And she's on the CW and she's part of this like theater community because theater of scene. that. So she's doing the like behind the the backstage interviews with people as they're backstage at the Tonys. Are totally ridiculous and hard to do and should not be done. She's like having to do like a quick gag before they cut to commercial with people like live, and you can tell that it's they got some comedian because they know that she's funny and can pull it off, but it's not like mm-hmm. good. And people like her, it's and not- so she's like wearing she's wearing all these little hats because it's as part of this gag. So anyway, Neil Patrick Harris, who is not there watching it at home, former Tonys host, very rudely and hosted the Oscars once and it was the worst and he's hosted the Emmys before and he's the worst. He tweets, who is this woman? Who is the woman in the top hat backstage at at the Tony Awards? Gideon, his son, who's seven years old. Gideon remarked that she says like and oh my God a lot. I'm confused. First of all, pointing out that someone says like and oh my God a lot is like like thinly veiled sexism, first of all. So you're calling his eight-year-old sexist? No, I'm calling either Neil Patrick Harris a liar and saying he used Gideon as the way of sending his message, or he taught Gideon to look down on people who say like and oh my God. Um, so when I first saw this, I was like, this is a gag because I was like, there's no way in fucking hell that Neil Patrick Harris doesn't know who this doesn't know who Rachel Bloom is. I'm sorry. But guess what? He doesn't. So Rachel Bloom responds in earnest, as far as we can tell, I'm a big fan of yours. We've met numerous times, and my husband, Dan Greger, wrote for How I Met Your Mother for five years. Notably, he wrote the episode where your character finally meets his father. Okay, then, like, an hour goes by, and he responds, indeed. Well said. Thanks for the reminder. How was backstage? She never responded to that, understandably. So it's definitely not a gag. It's definitely not a gag. Like, you don't respond with that sort of, like, well, here's point one, point two, point three as a joke. Like, there was I not mean, a joke there. I mean, she's literally in How I Met Your Mother. There's, like, a scene. I don't think she has, like, a big role, but she's in it. I mean, she had, like, a cameo in the show. Not that you have to remember everyone that's in your show, but th- and that's not, like, if she had just had her husband who was a writer on the show, I wouldn't be that mad that he doesn't know who she is but she has her own very successful or pretty successful show show that's literally a musical and neil patrick harris if anything is like the the most into like the arts and like supporting the arts and like knowing about Mm -hmm. all these like things so i think people were immediately loving this and i i'm interpreting that like instant 
um, obsession over the story as like people quietly saying, I really don't like Neil Patrick Harris. I you know? also gotta a- say, it's really, really daft and and makes me kind of like think Neil Patrick Harris might not be that smart to just see someone on TV if you're a famous person and criticize them on your big public oh, pro- platform. Yeah. I mean, she could be like, it could be no one, but but you should know better than to do that. Like to, I don't know, we're, we're the number one place you go to if someone who's someone, and obviously we love it, but this is just like, at this point, it's so stupid. Like it's not funny and it's like so dumb that it's Yeah, annoying. it's not smart. You're like, right. He should have known. I would but normally he's never find had to joy. Deal with this sort of thing. Yeah, I would normally find joy in this, but I don't find joy in this because I feel like he's so stupid to do this, uh-huh. and it's it's like not kind. It's not funny. It's like mean. And and why would you do this? Yeah, especially you're live tweeting this thing. It's not in the middle of the night. It's like with everyone else. We're of all course, paying people attention. Are come back at you. You are a musical person. People are watching your feed. You're live tweeting. You have. You're the center of attention. His his husband had tweeted earlier, like, I miss when my husband hosted this thing or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. they were clearly on one, don't you think? Yeah. They were mad. Yeah. De- yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Also, um, Josh Groban and your girl, Sarah Brellis, like, did a pretty good job. So I'm pretty sure that they were well, just, like, bitter Sarah about did. it. Of course Well, they Sarah sang did. some, like, cute songs. Like, my mom loved it. They, like, made fun of their own careers for being, like they're like lame like it was really cute you should watch their parts i'll watch some of their parts um i do love sarah let's move into rita what was she wearing where was she seen she posted what on instagram she's the who queen tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Uh, the only thing I forgot to... Well, I didn't really Google... Did you Google Rita this week? I, didn't I Googled really some and I couldn't... I mean, there's literally nothing. I found that one photo of her topless that... Like, whatever. It was like her topless and Andrew like, Watt was like cares? massaging her back. That's right. it. Right. That's like the least interesting thing. It's like she had her toes sucked. That's Rita. Being topless yeah. is like basic. That's 101 Rita. I've seen those <laughs> exactly. boobs before. She has great boobs. Anyways, John Mayer... Uh, Instagrammed a picture of an ad for him doing a show with Dave Chappelle, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. at the Just for Laughs thing, which is mm-hmm. makes me think that Tom Mayer's like doing more comedy, which like more power to you, John. And mm-hmm. uh, Rita commented, she's so good. She commented, I would. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. So I would is good. I would. And then he he Instagrammed that a screenshot and wrote wouldn't we all read a aura which is like she already made the joke you don't have to make the joke she made the good joke you don't need to pile on the joke let right. rita have her moment okay no i don't oh that's don't comments think, for... that's comments by celebs saying that oh. john mayer didn't respond john mayer didn't respond oh good okay great then you know what great it's the perfect end of the joke comments comments by celeb collabs wouldn't we all read aura is who said that no i love comments it comments okay. by celebs a good follow yeah they're allowed to do that because they're just showing off that it happened so that's fine i mean if, jo- if i just thought john mayer had responded i was like what um rita would and that's it and we would end this episode and this episode is over thank you for listening please rate and review us on apple Podcasts. last time Lindsay solicited um reviews on instagram it went really well and we got a lot um so yeah, thank you, you haven't, for doing do that. It. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Call in 619-WHO-THEM for our Friday show. And don't forget to buy tickets to our show. That's next Thursday at the Bell House. I think it's almost sold out. Maybe it's it is sold out. It's not next Thursday. It's the Thursday after next. No, it's this. It's the Thursday after. It's a week from Thursday. Oh, God, it is? Yeah. Yikes. And if you don't have tickets for that and you still want to come see a show, we're going to add two more shows, July and August. So like... Yeah, guess what? It's a mini residency. Yeah, we're literally we're Celine, Celine Dion of Brooklyn, right? Get um, ready. We have some great guests, too. It's going to be... Oh, yeah, we'll have guests. Every show you know, will be friends its of own Hoof. journey. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. If you come we before, will, come again. And we will see you on Tuesday. I know. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. You will join us. Yeah. Yo, they want to know. Hey. 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 H